Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to everyone, and God bless you. As I always say, it's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, have this opportunity to present in this lecture form The Origin of Mankind. The reason I, I put it in so simple a form is because so many African Americans don't understand that the origin of mankind is sub-Saharan, sub-Saharan Africa, and uh, it's been hidden by not being taught in schools. It's hidden from us, our DNA sequences, which have been known for many years uh, exactly where mankind originated from, who are the original, uh, who is the original mankind. Uh, and everyone else came from a uh, 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 mutation, uh, came off of African. And it's time that we present it and also give the information necessary to do our research for ourselves. One would ponder the question, why during slavery and why during other times it was never uh, meant for blacks to learn to read? It was never for us to, to do research and that we were limited even today on different uh, books and other things that they will put in uh, the neighborhoods of African-Americans. You can go further out. I've noticed the further you go out and you get closer uh, to suburbia, the libraries get larger and you have more information, but when you come in the inner city, you have, you have small libraries without that much information. And it's been hidden through books. Some books have yet to be published because of the different finding of different scientists that's re- relevant to uh, the intelligence of mankind, of humankind, how uh, mankind, uh, what makes man intelligent, mankind intelligent. And they found it out by different DNA sequences. And and I'll explain some of that to you later because we're going to deal with uh, Australopithecus. We're going to deal with Zanthropy. We're going to deal with genetics. And we're going to go into uh, breaking down some of these things about sequencing genetics and how it's made up but then we i'm going to uh, come 
when I come together, I'm going to compile it with some, being me having a PhD in theology, I'm going to compile it with the biblical creation and the Garden of Eden, and I'm going to bring it in, and I'm going to make it relevant, a lot of things relevant. Uh, it's, it's imperative that we teach our children these things, and I will give you the information to look it up. And these uh, books and other resources that I'm studying are not just African-American, but these are white uh, Caucasians who know the truth, but it's, it, it's not taught in our public schools because then our children will have, our African-American kids will have this very high self-esteem because they will know who they are. They will know that they were very important builders and, 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 and mathematicians and scientists from the beginning and that everyone came from them and that they are not ignorant, they are not dumb, as been portrayed by uh, people in the U.S. and in Europe and other places, that African-Americans and Africans are dumb people, in which they are maybe the smartest, not maybe, but genetically, they are the smartest people, should be the smartest people in the world, if given the right opportunity. So, nonetheless, we're going to start off. First, with just the origin of man, and I will move swiftly into uh, a lesson that I want to be—I want to teach tonight, and we're going to go even further than that portion. But I've always started off where what we researched and found out where did man originate from, because this is something I want you to strongly keep this in your mind and. You could, the terms that I use, you could look them up and find out that this is nothing that uh, Dr. Kemp is making up, that I did my research, and I'm bringing it to those who are not doing the research, but I would always advise anyone to go back and study and don't take what a person say. Look the information up for yourself. The Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God that a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So uh, now when we go into it, I want to just start off by talking about the oldest fossils of human, of, of the human, of human beings, uh, uh, of, of mankind. And that goes back to the time of what they call Australopithecus. And under Australopithecus, you're going to find this African lady named Lucy, who they found uh, uh, these fossils, uh, fossils um, uh, about uh, different parts of a fossil skeletal remain that was found in 1974, and not simply because of her upending. Of her under of our understanding, not our upending, of our understanding, the process of uh, evolution, also because this lady, she became a household name. Uh, they called her Lucy, the Australopithecus. Now, they found her fossils in 1974 in the southern portion of Ethiopia. And they found it was uh, found by Don Johansson and, and Tom Gray. 
They were looking for some rocks, and they stumbled upon some fossil remains of a female. And in 1974, the Beatles from Britain had a record out what they called Lucy. So they named this fossil what they found, a hermit fossil, which was unknown. They named it Lucy. They named her Lucy. And when they did an analysis, they found out that this was a, a human, and she lived about 3.18 million years ago in Africa. We know that whites only showed up about 44,000 years ago in Europe. That's all. And then, which is really what people call today the cradle of civilization in Kenya, around Tanzania, you had another white scientist and uh, paleontologist and uh, studying there who was Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. In December of 1996, uh, the British paleontologist he discovered the first fossil of proconsul skull. Now, now, when you're talking about proconsul, let it be known that this is something they said, well, this was the transition, which I do not believe, uh, an extinct ape, which is is now believed the ancestor of a human. Now, I, I need to allude to this to you, that I don't believe that man evolved from ape. I, I never believed that because uh, you could have they've been having zoos for thousands and thousands of years. Never had a chimpanzee or a gorilla or any other animal involved, evolved into a human. I know they talk about uh, amoebas, single-cell amoebas. Watch the shore, and after so long a period of time, they turn human and. That's not so. I don't believe in Darwin's theory of evolution. I, my firm belief is in uh, creationism. Now, I told you that they found uh, uh, Lewis and his wife, uh, Mary Lee, found some fossils and they, they human remains. But they also found that ape. But they also found human remains. They uh, call it the, uh, a robust zanthropus. They found these skulls in what they call the old deep gorge in Tanzania. Now, these date back to over 2 million years ago, dealing with zanthropy. But now, when you're dealing with zanthropy, uh, you're talking about East Africa, around Tanzania, they found several archaeological and anthropological fossils were found of this, these ancient, what they call ancestors, which were apes. But then they found human remains. And if what didn't stop there, what they found over two million years ago, the people were intelligent enough to make weapons. Now, this was found while they were was, was excavating at the O.D. Gorge in Africa in 1960. Now, uh, Professor Luke Leakey, his parents were of uh, uh, Britain, but 
Professor Leakey himself was born in Kenya. And, and so as we study that, we find out that mankind, the oldest fossils, when you're looking for the fossils of humankind, and no white uh, scientist or Caucasian or whatever will ever try to refute that life started in Africa. And they didn't start with light-skinned people. They started with dark-skinned people. And we're going to come, and I'm going to get, I'm going to allude to this because this is something that have been put on us like this is, you know, you didn't have those, those type of people that live in that spot. Now, when you start dealing with DNA of fossils and extracting DNA of fossils, they found the skeletal remains of a female. And uh, we could all trace, and they began to do, when they came up with the DNA, and, and I would like to submit to you that if we trace back the DNA in our maternal heritage, which is mitochondrial within our cells, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. And, and what I'm saying is every human being, most of your DNA, when you sequence it, is going to go back to your maternal uh, portion and mean by the female section of your DNA. Well, in the female section of your DNA, that's what your might, your uh, paternal, uh, the DNA which is paternal, uh, your mitochondrial DNA come from the with the, of the female. Within the cell, all humans have theoretically the same common ancestor. This woman is known as mitochondria Eve. She lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first lady, and she was not the only lady, but she was the only surviving one that was able to pass on the DNA to her offspring. The others failed to pass on mitochondrial DNA. As a result to this now, listen at me closely, all human beings today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to mitochondria Eve, this black lady. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations that we have today that we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Different populations of humans we have, have drifted apart and genetically and form distinct ethnic groups that we use today. But we all can trace it back. It does not matter if you're from China. It doesn't matter Japan, Korea, America. Uh, it doesn't if you're from Europe, if you're from Eurasia, what I'm talking about around the rock, everyone can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to this black female in Africa, and then the paternal part is the natural DNA, and it comes through the male, and it came from Africa. The oldest part of that came from Africa, too, so it was two uh, black individuals. Now, uh, about 3,000, 3, 
3,015 years ago, excuse me now, I'm sorry about that, about 2,000, a little over 2,000, uh, well, 315 years, we don't put it that way. Uh, they found a man that died, he lived in Africa, but it was uh, 315 years before the birth of Christ. So uh, we're going to say that this man that lived in Africa about 315 years before the birth of Christ is the closest relative. Now, notice he's African, yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that the man was a fisherman by where they found him on the coastal areas of Southern Africa, and he is the closest genetic match to Eve. They found him what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa by archaeologists, and the archaeologist's name, if you want to reference it, is is, is Andrew Smith, and he, 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 he he's, a, he's a professor at the University of Cape Town. Now, he was the first ancestor to human. Uh, when we when we do our study, our first uh, ancestor to human came from sub-Saharan Africa, known as the cradle of humanity, around the Old Deep Gorge, around Tanzania. It's right, sir. You know, it's it's right there uh, around Kenya, and you know, we to have our DNA, you know sequence because DNA works by sequences and it works by series. Now, I'm going to get into the series, but before I go into the major part that I'm getting in, I'm getting close to it now. But many of us, because that, 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 that was dealing with anthropology, now we're going to go to the genetics. I just showed that everybody came from Africa, and this is not African-Americans or Africans saying this, this is Caucasians writing this, but they refuse to teach it in, in school because they don't want their kids to know where they really came from. They don't want the kids to say they are offspring of you, or uh, a faded virgin, uh, like this uh, elderly white lady that do things, talks on race. She said that they, she was no more than a faded virgin of an African-American. Now, when you, when you go off in the genetics, you first have to learn to study the father of genetics is Gregor Mendel. He's known as the father of genetics. And the inheritance involved in passing on, and they deal with the passing on of discrete units of inheritance or uh, 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 origins of genes from parent to offspring. And when you're dealing with that, you have to understand that these, these these genes that were passed on, they're going to come in dominant or recessive form. They're going to be dominant traits or recessive traits. Now, when you begin to study it now, before you, we go any further, I'm going to just, just put it this way uh, when, and going into it. I want you to understand that out of Africa, when the people, when uh, the Africans begin to leave out of Africa was seven thousand years ago and after the modern human established themselves in, in Africa, smaller population branched out to establish footholds 
in Asia. That was about 70,000 years ago. And then they moved east about 30,000 years later, which was about 40,000 years ago. They moved into Europe, and later on they migrated to the west over to in America, and they retail they reached America. But what what during this this migration, uh, they began to go through different formations, the color, the the uh, climate, and everything brought on different mutations. Now Mendel himself had three laws: the laws of independent assortment, the law of dominance, the law of segregation. It'll be like if you take so many green peas and put it with white beans, and you take them back and take so many or uh, 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 the green one out and you only leave the white, it, it produces the white. And so when they left and they left when uh, Caucasian, not where African left and they went through a mutation and they didn't have what they call the dominant law deal with the dominant people who live in a certain area. That's why if you go to China, most of the people look like you'll find they're about the same color because they separate themselves. And the dominance came from the people that, that looked and dominated that area after going through a mutation. Then there was the law of segregation. When you just go to China, the Chinese look like the Chinese. The, uh, the Europeans are Caucasian, they're Caucasian. But if you go to Africa, all Africans were never black, tall, midnight. You could find Africans before they were ever breeding. Some had printed nose, some had wide nose. Some were very dark, some were brown skinned, some were light brown skinned. And their hair texture was even different. Now, one thing about mostly all your Africans now, you're going to laugh when I say this. African, the type hair we have, we don't we don't have head lights like other races of people have because our hair is not that of an animal hair, and that's why they have head lights. You don't sunburn like other people do unless it's in your hand because you have the melanin and you are of the first group of people who God formed that can take this sunlight. Now, listen at what I'm about to talk to. When you talk about segregation, you're talking about people segregating themselves in different countries, and that's why they look that way. Now, America is just simply a melting pot of so many different uh, different countries, and that's why we everybody you have. So I, I, don't, I mean, you're from Asia, you're from Africa, you're from Mexico, you're from Europe, you're just from all over make up the American experience. Now, when Mendel did something, Mendel went back and Mendel began to do some study. Now, this is very imperative. This is very important. Mendel found out that black or brown was dominant, came from dominant genes. Brown eyes came from dominant genes. It found out that white folk are uh, 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 Caucasian, their skin, because no melanin, they came from recessive genes. And when you're talking about a recessive gene, you're talking about when you say dominant, you're talking about superior. When we look up the word dominant, recessive means to have a, 
be of a lower form. Now, I, I want you to understand this, and I want you to understand this very well, what I'm about to, about, about to tell you. And if you think that it doesn't, and you look up Mendel's law and look up Mendel, and Mendel says about the recessive gene, and he talks about the dominant. And they tell you since the origin of man came from dark people, that they are theoretically dominant. Um, they call it the, the dominant genes for the skin color. And the brown eyes, the dominant. Blue eyes is recessive. That the, the white skin is of a, from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to picture something. You want to ask how white people got here. I've already told you people in Africa come from all different areas. You could get sequences from Africa, have all sorts of different sequences, meaning colors. And you could get some of every race from Africa. Now, watch, watch this. Okay, you could take two of the blackest people that they come, the darkest-skinned people came come from around the Sudan. You could take two people dark as midnight and come out with a white baby, an albino baby. You could take and and you could take two dominants and come up with a recessive, but you can't take two recessive and come up with a dominant. You can't take two white white uh, male and female and come up with a black baby, but you could do it and come up with a white baby with two blacks. See, you could get you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. That's why we have albino. And albino is, is, is just uh, a depletion of melanin. And we're going to get to that, too. It's, it deal with being depletion of melanin. And I want you to understand this, since I'm talking about we going through right now with COVID, you're learning about mutations and, and variants and things like that. Now, if you want to understand what I'm talking about, about being a dominant, uh, you can look up that term dominant and the word recessive. But you want to say, well, how did we t get different colors and end up in Europe? Okay, if you leave one color, now this is not what, what a mutation is. A mutation is a change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. It was passed down, that mutation. And they said it's called by the mutation, it's called by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA or deletion, insertion or rearrangement of a large section of genes. And so when you look at Caucasian, they have a deletion of uh, melanin. Melanin was no longer in them. And it talks about a rearrangement, a larger section of genes. A mutation, now, now listen to this closely, coming to the last part of the definition, it gets good. It says the mutation is, is ultimately the only way in which new variants enters a species, the human species. Why are there's a variety of us because of a mutation? You started in Africa looking like Africa, but when you left through depletions and deletion of different genes, you end up looking different. And they tell you straight when you talk about a mutation, that's the only way in which a variant can enter in a species. Now, when you look up that term variant, 
variant is a form of version of something that differ in some respects from others, form of the same thing or form of a standard. It comes from the same black person, but they tell you that it, you come from that same virgin, you that same come from that same person, but there's something different in some respects from the other form of something or some form of a standard. And that standard is of a black person. But now, now let, let's get deep into this now, since, since we want to do this. I was doing some studying and I wanted to know, and when, when, when you guys get, get a, get an opportunity, I want you, uh, Dr. Uh, Edward Robinson, uh, he was talking about the hidden DNA discovery only found African people. And what we began to find about the world, they studied, and, and now I want you, and then this article was, was written by 15, it was 15 in 1996, and it was copyrighted. It was not published into a book because these white, 15 white scientists and geneticists, uh, anthropologists, they were anthrop anthropologists. They went in to study about different things about humankind, and they were going to test their DNA, the sequence, and the series about intelligence. Now, this thing was, like I say, it was copyrighted in 1996, but the reason it never was put into a book uh, was because the experiment and the test they done didn't come out the way that they thought it would. It made them look lesser than the race they were trying to down to make little of. Uh, now the world DNA strand. It, now this is it, it's called a, uh, the American Association for the Advancement of Science, and a DNA series of genes. And it's by, you know, they talk about uh, talks about it and, and give us the heads up on it and tells us it was never published. Is Dr. Edward Robinson, and and Dr. Edward Robinson he begins to break things down to us. When they begin to uh, uh, do this DNA sequence, they did it on animals. And after they did it on animals to find out, and they did this experiment to find out a measure of intelligence and find out which uh, nationality or group of people had the greatest possibility of being a genius. And if you wanna if you wanna look it up, now listen at me closely, if you wanna look it up, it's called a global pattern of disequilibrium. You could you could just look up the term. Uh and what they came up with these fifteen scientists and, and wrote this 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 article, when they were saying went to test monkeys could they say monkeys was the closest thing that's to the human race. They took orangutan, and the higher level of series C DNA go off of sequences. We all have the same sequences, but we don't have the same DNA series. The more the series, the more intelligent 
that animal a person is. When they did a orangutan, the orangutan had three series. Next, they tested gorillas. Gorillas were smarter than orangutan. They had four series. And after they test them, they tested the chimps who they said that's who we, who uh, uh, the human beings, well, the human race came, spun off of was chimpanzees. And again, I tell you, I don't believe that. When they test them, they were smarter than all those other animals. They had five series. So then they went to Europe and other parts of the world. And they tested the whites, and they tested uh, whites in Europe. They tested Chinese, Japanese. They tested all in the other portions of the world. And they came out with six series. So the orangutan got three, the gorilla got four, the chimpanzee got five, and Caucasian or uh, light-skinned men had six. So they decided they were going to go to Africa and test people from South Africa where most African-American uh, family, your origin started or there, and most of the slaves were shipped from right there in West Africa. So they went to West Africans, and they were looking for them to be almost the same with a chimp. But when they came out, and I remember what they test for was series, and it measures, it's a measure of intelligence. The greater, the higher your, your sequence is, I mean, your series is, the smarter you are. Possibility you'd be. When they tested Africans, Africans tested a nine, three higher than a Caucasian. Possibilities of being a genius is much higher. They wanted to try to figure out why. Blacks could go all this over 400-plus years of slavery, Jim Crow, and, and systemic racism, and still survive, beat, rape, burn, and all these things, and, 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 and make it is because of your spirit and your DNA. You are the original man. Now, listen to that again. I told you just, just look it up, global pattern of disequilibrium, Okay. It's time that we focus on it. Now, and the reason why I'm saying this, and if you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, uh, just some recent inventions, everything that Africans, Americans in America have, uh, when they're allowed us to play football, we was the best at basketball, baseball, track, women basketball, ever golf, tennis. Everything they've allowed us to come in, we dominate. And they're not, not just, just athletics. They want to make tennis athletics. But, you know, fiber optic wiring that carried all these computers and carried the Internet and all this other stuff that you have. Black female invented that. The GPS you have in your car, global positioning system, that was invented by a, a black female. The cell phone that everybody have was invented by somebody black. The typewriter, the gas mask. I'm just going to tell you a few of safety glasses, the elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the armonet, the blood plasma bag, the lawnmower, the lube cup, the refrigerator, the spark plug, 
the stethoscope, what you beat your heart, what you check your heart be with, and hotel, math, science, all this come from Africa. The thermostat control, the traffic light, the typewriter, the electric light bulb, and many, many other. I'm just naming some of the things that had these uh, ladies uh, who, when they were trying to get to the moon, they needed someone to figure out what was the trajectory to get there, how much gas it would take, fuel it would take to get there and back, and what trajectory trajectory to go through the reentry. It was black females who did it, and now they just came out with the movie. It was back in 1969. That was like 52 years ago that it was done, and they did, they did it without a computer. They showed the movie where they were doing the figuring on the board. So, so much of this stuff, the pyramids, Annium Hotel, the father of science, math, engineering, trigonometry, geometry, all these things, algebra, it came from Africa. So, they didn't want you under they don't want you to understand this today that you that DNA come in sequence and series. Series denote the intelligence of a person. That you have mind the rest of the world, counting the Caucasians in Europe, have six. A chimpanzee have five, which he's just a little bit of a chimpanzee. A gorilla have four, and a orangutan have five. Now, you think if you if 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 you want to know where you can get these things from, I can tell you where to find it from. Now, when you ever get a chance to to look up uh, uh, this this lady, go to YouTube under uh, Sarah. T-S-H-K-O-F-T-C-O-F, she's at the University of Pennsylvania, and it's part one, African Genomics, Human Evolution. Now, now when, when you start studying about genetics and about different things about mitochondria DNA, and I told you mitochondria DNA is, uh, it comes from the inherited lineage from the female side, from a single female side, all your mitochondria DNA. Now, your nucleus DNA come from both of your parents, your mother and your father. That's why a man have, have, have X and Y chromosome, but a female have two, two X chromosomes, but a man have an X and Y. That's why oftentimes I tell people that, a man can never be a woman, and a woman can never be a man, because a man have an X and a Y chromosome, and all females have two X chromosomes. See, I always say it, some people laugh when I say it, say that a woman can't be a woman. You can snip it, clip it, cut it up, took it under, but you still have X and Y chromosome. not being sarcastic. And if you ever look at a cell, in that cell you're going to find a cell nucleus, and then inside that nucleus, you're going to find your chromosome. On the outside of it, you're going to have cytoplasma that's floating around. But inside that cytoplasma, you're going to have your mitochondrial DNA. 
and you have uh, about 22 some pairs of uh, sexual chromosomes. You have 1.4 billion bases and 22,000 genes. Now, it's it's some things that you need to be able to pick up. I I, 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 I did did a little study, and I wanted to say, since I always tell you, I like to deviate to the Bible since I was talking about man being created uh, in Africa. And some might say, well, that's not so because the Bible says if you're a Christian, the Bible says it's around a rock, but that's not true. Now, the Bible speaks of, uh, they say that the Garden of Eden was in a place where one river divided into four rivers. And they say, and the first river was called the Gion, and in that Gion, it is the land of Havilah, which is Cush, where there's Beldonia. Well, the word Havilah and Cush is Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. Although the continents were joined at that time, time because uh, in 1900 they put the Suez Canal and disjointed it for a smaller route to the uh, Indian Ocean and to India, uh, and uh, they have what they call the Pishon River. They says in the Bible they said the Pishon River encompassed the land of Deja Booty, which is Somaliland. That's Somalia. All of that is Africa. All that is Africa. And we know that the Nile breaks off into two branches, really three, but two of the branches. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Now, you also have a part that do breaks off and run west. is the Abba Banta River. But nonetheless, and some people say that now, the word Euphrates and the Tigris River, I mean the Hedekiel. And the Bible says the Euphrates and the Hedekiel River. Well, first of all, it says how the Euphrates River uh, run, and it runs more or less north and south. But it said that the Hedekiel River ran east. Well, the Tigris River, which people are saying uh, is the Hedekiel River, is not because it runs parallel with uh but you're afraid that that's more north and south. So that 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 refused that. But the Bantu River that comes off of uh, the Nile do run. It it do run uh, uh, east and west. But now I want that's that that's possible because before the Great Deluge, when they talk about the garden, the garden will be in Genesis, the second chapter. The Great Flood didn't happen until about seven or eight about chapter 8, I think, and that's when Noah and the Great Flood occurred. And then the, all the, the land masses was together, and after the flood, they made many more great large bodies of water. And I, I, it is my uh, opinion and my thesis uh, that the land masses were together. We know that in 1900 that they did build a Suez Canal that that departed that broke Africa away from Asia Minor. Uh, now, even so, with that, and also that this is of my opinion, if that there's something called the Garden of Eden, and they had every insect and every living creature, 
they would had to had come had to be in Africa too because just being in Iraq and that part is too small area is too small and the Bible talks about lions and and it talks about bears it talks about uh, and what David talks about it talks about leopards and it talks about about, about uh, cheetahs it talks about crocodilians and other animals and it talks about all these animals that, that some of that mainly indigenous to Africa. So we know, we, we pretty much know exactly where the garden was located and the Bible do tell us. Now, some people say, well, uh, Dr. Kemp, you were saying about Australopithecus was 3.18 million years. Well, and the Bible is, uh, let's say creation was only uh, 600, uh, 666,000 years. Well, the Bible doesn't say. The Bible says in the beginning God created. We try to put a time frame, and we're so smart that we try to get God uh, what we think that it should be. Now, I, I want to just go on and say that uh, it's been said that also that we, I want to refute something else and and they talk about during the time of, I've just told you that that about um the Bible talks about one day as being like a thousand in the Lord and different things like that. Now I want to refute this and that this is something that as African Americans we need to know this. We really, really need to know this. Now that that though during the time of Christ and before Christ there were no whites in that part of the country. They made every prophet, whites made, rather Europeans, have made every prophet white. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob white. They have made, uh, they have made every disciple, every angel, Jesus white. And none of them were ever white. So it's time that, that sometime I see, and I, 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 I go to, uh, Facebook and I look and sometimes I see this white guy standing there and say, if you love Jesus with this white guy standing there, say amen. And I never will say amen. I might I might make a comment, Jesus was never white. Because they would never say amen if you would put a black image there. No, tell the truth. He was never white. You dealing with white supremacy. Everything good is white, and it's time that we put an end to it. Now that that that, and the term shouldn't be Jew. The term should be Israelite. And you have Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I need to tell you this. Go back to the tenth or eleventh chapter. You're gonna find Japheth left out of the Bible, which is the Caucasian race left out the Bible around the eleventh chapter of Genesis. And did not return until about 2,000 later, years later. So he had no part in the majority of the Old Testament with the prophets and Moses. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something because I want you to, to get this in your head. Now you'll find this when you go to a Bible dictionary. Look, go to Zondervan. You have opportunity to do this with your with your, with your uh, telephone, your laptop, your tablet, or whatever. 
Look up Zondervan uh, Dictionary definition of ham. And this is what you're going to find, and it's very intriguing. The youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and was one of eight persons to live through the flood. He was the progenitor of the dark race. And they talk about the progenitor mean the father. He, he made all the dark, which is Ethiopia, which is Egypt, which is Libya, and the Canaan. That's the Holy Land. But now it says not of the Negroes. Whether he's the father of all the African race, why he's not the father of the Negroes? You, you, you're going to have to ask yourself that question because there's only one other person left, and Shem, and that is what the Hebrew people came off of. And if you go by all the other historians, they'll tell you that Hebrew people were taken for they were to be African. Now, this dictionary called them Negroes. And we wouldn't come in. I remember when I was growing up, we said, I'm not the N-word. I'm a ne- Negro. When I get to be the N-word, I'll let you know. And uh, whites have always called us Negroes. And we didn't understand why they call you Negroes. But if you read Zondervan Carl Bible Dictionary, it'll tell you. Also, I want you to understand the term white didn't come out until 1680 in America. You were the European. It was only the white supremacy people in America came up, called themselves white, not in Europe. Now, I've heard people go around saying that blacks were cursed to be black, but I submit to you, you can never find that nowhere in your Bible not from the first of Genesis to the 21st of uh, chapter of the book of Revelation. It's not in there. But you can find where they say a race of people were cursed to be white. While we're on that, and if you want to find it, you you go Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the 27th verse, it talks about the curse of Nam. And um, if you ever heard the story about it, is when they had brought uh, Nam to uh, the talk to the prophet Elijah, and he told him that to dip in the Jordan River those seven times. Well, and he'll be here from leprosy. Now, this is stuff that the people have been saying black were cursed, and this is what propagated by some demagogue. In, in, in Europe, who lied and, and, and said these things uh, to make themselves and to make blacks feel inferior, and we're not reading. We go around and say that we are uh, created as a sin and God punishing us to be black, but that's not so. That you can find a person with curse to be white in Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the 27th verse, where when 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 Naaman uh, he wanted to be healed and Elijah healed him, Elisha, Elisha uh healed him, uh he, he he promised that he'd give him garment and all kind of different silver and garments for the healing. But the prophet said he didn't want any of it. But now Elisha 
servant standing there, and he hear everything that's going on, and he waited until Naaman left, and his chariot headed back to where he lived, and he run behind him. He catches up with him. And he lies on the prophet and tell him that the prophet said he wanted the garment. Well, when he lied and said the prophet wanted the garment, he would curse. That Elisha, he would curse. And the Bible talks about that God cursed him, and they called the curse of Naaman. He said, the curse of, he said, the curse of name, he said, leprosy will cling to you and to, he talked about the and to all your descendants forever. And they say, and Jehoshaphat went from Elijah's presence, his skin was leper white. He had become white as snow. Now, they didn't say he had leprosy. But he went out with as a white person. That's where they say a curse was cursed to be white. And notice what they say in that thing. They said that he would be he would be cursed to be that, and all of his descendants would be white. They say his descendants, not for a period of time. They say with the the that part was clean to you. And your descendants forever. Now, now that 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 that's something that you need to know. And oftentimes we were told, uh, lied to, that we were never sailors and and anything like this. You know, we would lie to Columbus discovered America. But I want you to look. I want you to to look this up. They have what they call in and 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 Mesoamerica around Mexico. They it have what you call the Omic people. Now, the Omic people, uh, some say that uh, they say they found and traced them back 1200 BC. That's 1200 BCE, and that's 1200 years before the advent advent of Christ. And but they were seeing these Omic uh, heads, this colossal head, and some of them nine feet, some of them big old boulders that were up to 14 feet tall. And there were statues of African heads, big old nose, big lips, and you see ever ever just Google it, Omec colossal heads. Well, basal bowlers, excuse me, a bad connection. Uh, and if you go that these uh, Omec people, you'll find out were were African. And the Omec people, they had civilization in ancient Meso. African, I mean Mesoamerican. I'm sorry. Some are in different places in Mexico, like Levanto, Santorin, Veracruz. There are 17 heads have been found to this date. Ten of them are in San Lorenz, and four of them in Leventos, and they even have some in the Andes Mountains. And so, blacks have been have been been seagoing people for many years. You could see for way back before whites ever came anywhere near, they were not sailing. But the Egyptian, and you find out if you do the study on on the Egyptians, 
and don't allow people in Britain and America Europeans to whitewash it. They've been traveling uh, to the Americas and other places by ship for many, many years. Many, many years they've been traveling. And they are ship going. I've heard people well, you don't have to worry about blacks. Blacks are not swimmers. Where do you get that from? Black dead, if you ever go to Africa, they live along the Nile River. They live along the Atlantic Ocean. They live along the uh, Indian Ocean. They fish it. They can swim. They just don't have the swimming pool, pool and they have, they're not used to getting into the diving and different things like that. That's not part of their culture. But, but, but as far as what people are saying, no. We we need to stop allowing them to say things, and I want you I want you to understand this, because so many of us, and I'm going to make this statement, uh, so many of us today are confused about whites controlling the world. There are people that are just absolutely evil. They don't teach biblical history because then they will have to tell the children that. Therefore, their ancestors were evil people and came to America and then did a genocide on the indigenous people of America, killed them, raped them, burned them, their villages, and took the land from them. And then they'd have to admit to them that they came to the coast of Africa, kidnapped people, raped them, burned them, lynched them, sun up to sundown, that they did not build America that America was financed and built on slave labor. And they'd have to admit, and you could do this yourself, 16, 17, and 1800s, 60% of America's exports came from the South. Sugar, the top one was cotton. The next is sugar, tobacco, indigo. That's where the money was made. Some uh, cities and towns and places in the northern parts of America say they didn't have any part to do with it. Yes, you did. They say because they had factories. Their factories were text, textile factories. And in textile, making textile, you need cotton. The farmers had to borrow money from northern banks. They had to insure this slave from up there. And up north. So everybody played, and the revenue came for everyone from slavery. So we, we need to get that off of there. And I want to tell you something. This may sound strange to each and every one. Do you know uh, that Caucasians or European, white Europeans people only make up 11.5% of the world population? They're one of the smallest population of people in the world. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. It's only 850 million whites in a world of 7.5 to 7.9 billion people. Did you understand that? Now, on the continent of Africa, Africa by itself have about just, just on the continent of Africa, that about 1.3 billion people, I think it's 1.355, 
because India is just a little higher. And it would surpass India and be up with China if you would come back and say that there's about about 48 million in the Caribbean and the Caribbean. You got another 48 million in America. You got 1 million uh, uh, African-Americans of African descent in Canada. You got 1.5 million in Mexico. You got 15 million in Brazil. You got 400, no, you have 144 million in, in over 144 million in, in, in Brazil. You have 400,000 in, in uh, Australia. You have 149 in, in Argentina. And you have 8 million, 8 to 11 million in Europe. When you add all those together, completed with the 1.3 billion already in Africa, you could all right surpass uh, uh, India and be right up there with China and with the largest population. But the only difference in us, you're looking at populations of people and other races that are not violent and are not doing what, what others have been done. So when we, we come up, I want us to look at that about the intelligence because I want you to, to deal with those things because uh, you've been told that you're, you're dumb and you're told that the white scientists have tried to prove you're being dumb. And that's why that the things I told you, was not, it, it, it's been copyrighted. It hasn't been put in a book. And that's why I was trying to get you guys to look up this hidden DNA discovery only found in black uh, black African people, and you could look at, you look that up first. You can YouTube it. Then you go back, and after you finish that, you find out this white lady. Her name is Sarah Tishkoff, and it's called African Genomics: Human Evolution. And she will break it down to you. There's so many folk that's uh, dealing with that global pattern of this equilibrium, and they tell you just how many series that blacks have. And they let you know they know, but they're not going to publish it in a book because then people are going to be buying the book. And our children, enough of us, will read that story and not story about, about, that, about those different uh, uh, things that they came up with, studies they came up with, and it would tell them that everything has been lies. They said that our skulls are smaller and and our brain is not we can't outthink uh our whites because uh who they are their skulls their head is bigger and their brain are bigger that has nothing to do an elephant have a larger brain than a human but they don't outthink each other they don't other not think them. so it, it it doesn't line up also when you when you're dealing with with theology I want you to understand when you get a chance to read a book. Is this book is called "From Hebrew to Negro," from Negro to Hebrew, or from Hebrew to Negro. That's a great book to read. But I want you to, to, to also, uh, you get an opportunity. I want you to, to just look this up. Uh, you could Google it and you look up uh, President Gamal Abdel Nasser's speech 
1952. Uh, President Gamal Abdel Nasser, uh, he was the second president of the United Arab Republic of Egypt. He was the president before Anwar Sadat. Now, what he did, he, 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 he did 1952. In 1948, they moved these whites that said the day they claim to be uh, Jews, which they are not. The Bible says there are people who say they are Jews but are not. Well, they moved them over there and gave them a land. Well, this is what the Egyptians said to, to the Americans, the French, to the Germans, to uh, to uh, to the Russian those that gave the land to them, uh, gave the land that land, the Holy Land to them, which which was Palestinian land. Now, this is what the, his, what he said. Now, you can look this up. It got me out there, Nasser, he speaks, he says, Europeans claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. We refuse to accept you. How can a man leave black and come back white? We will not accept you. In essence, he said, the original Hebrews, the Jews, left were black people. Now you move white people into the land where they were. And that's all they're saying. They know the story. You know, they know the story. And oftentimes you hear me say, even on this program, that I don't believe America is a, a Christian nation because of uh, all the hate that's been spewed. You elect a president that's a total bigot, uh, uh, a demagogue, and uh, you say that we're racist, and then all these big-time white evangelicals who I, I, I don't care even to turn the television, they make me want to throw up when I, when I, I just make me want to gag when I even hear them on television lying that they believe in the Lord and, 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 and get that and propagate and talk about uh, abortion rights, but there's but blacks being being gunned down in the streets and they never open their mouth. Blacks making seven seven dollars and twenty five cent an hour, barely making in life. They don't open their mouth. You supposed to love. He say, love you one another, but I love you. So it's so much more that we could go into. But I just want to do some things to open our eyes and for us to begin to think about all this information I'm giving you. I'm showing you that they know you you more intelligent than them. They know everything that they have allowed you to 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 participate and they tried to keep you out of everything because they know that you would uh, uh understand that you were smarter. You know, I I'm, I'm reminded of the fact ever so often uh, uh my favorite first lady Michelle Obama she made a statement and I'm going to make two statements, and I'm going to open the line. Michelle Obama made a statement. And in that statement when Michelle Obama said, she never thought that two black people would be living in the White House that slaves built. If she did not know what she was talking about, they would have found uh, some information saying no slave didn't build it. It was built by these white contract construction people, but it didn't. 
they know that uh, even the layout of Washington came from the black man. They know you've never been dumb, brothers and sisters. You've never been dumb. And those who are Caucasian who are listening in, I'm not downing you in any form or fashion. Just the truth has to be told because your ancestors have lied to you and hid things from you for just too long. The books that I quoted came from were Caucasian. You could look at Strobos and Tacitus and so many uh, uh, Roman and, and Greek historians and I tell you that 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 the children of Israel or the Hebrews have always been noted to be of African descent. They know it. All the people that were over there, they know it. They say it. But yet you bring a bunch of white people and put over there and call them the chosen people of God. No, you're not. And so it's time that we start studying and also, I want I want you to uh, time you're told that uh, whenever you're told that the uh, people have uh, rioted, the people that they riot, and also not just the riot, looting and uh, burning. Take what John Lewis told the people. He told the people John Lewis made this statement, and in this statement that John Lewis made to the people, John Lewis said he did not believe in burning, looting, and rioting. He didn't believe in it. But he said if there was no uh, injustices done, and what he was saying, if there were no injustices done, then there wouldn't be no looting and rioting. If they weren't killing us, if they were giving us, treating us fair, silver matter there would not be any looting or burning. So these are the things that we need to put together. This is what you have to study. And, and, and we need to understand this when some Caucasian tell us about the looting. There never have been looting and burning until you kill us, until you have some kind of civil uprising against us, until we try to get you to do something. And let them know from now on, if they ever tell you that uh, it takes time, we're here over 155 years just for you to say you're going to treat me fair and you're going to teach the truth. Something is wrong with your math because it don't take long for a person to learn to treat a person like they are human. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Powerful show. <laughs> Oh, Pastor, that's that's good, Dr. Kemp. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, how long does it take? So, uh, um, Pastor, I, I, I wanna I wanna uh, ask the question before I open up the lines. I have a question for you. Whereas, you know, it has been that long since all of this has been going on, and even longer for our people. But what is it now, today, in 2021, that is holding us back from? from reaching out and, and, and taking time to study and find out who we are so we can stand up and be a strong people again? Well, uh, my thesis or my, my, my uh, opinion on that would be that we've been brainwashed for so many years. Uh, we've turned to a people that party. We have been uh, all uh, 
Francis Chris Welch, she made a statement that we have taken all the derogatory things, the things that demeanor us and put it. We have turned our women, we call our women and the women okay with it, bitches and whores and uh, we thugs and we all these uh, all these low rated names and we we accept those names and once you start accepting being degraded. Then the next thing, if you degrade yourself, your own people will start killing you. And and so when you when you're going through those things and having have being killed by your people, just simply because we 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 don't know who we are. But if, if we have to teach our children, it has to come from the home. We have to start teaching and letting our children know that white America. That your Europeans are not going to tell us true history. If mm. you would take history, but only even if you take world history, you think the only people that ever did anything were Caucasian. Now, and this is a print. I print a fact I like for us to try to do. If you some people listening, uh, you could Google and find out what inventions the Chinese invented, what inventions the Japanese invented what the Native Americans invented, uh, what the people in Africa invented, what the, what the African Americans in America invented. And once you look those things up and you'll find out that there's not many things at all, it's, it, it's a, it will be embarrassing for Europeans that say what did the few little things they invented or they stole uh, because they really didn't invent anything. Rockets, Chinese gunpowder, Chinese, even the helicopter which we use in so many wars today, was, was the first helicopter was built by a black man. There's so many things that that have been hidden from us, you know, the thermostat, the air condition, the washer, you know, uh, things that you can't live the cell phone, from the GPS, uh, 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 uh all the different type wiring that we have now that 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 we're dealing with uh all these things have been 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 made invented by by blacks but do we look it up do we teach it and things and they're not going to teach it in school because they kids will have to ask the question too well mom and dad what did we do what you think they're going to tell them no we didn't do the fiber optic we didn't get the man to the moon we didn't do the cell phone, the typewriter, gas mask, safety glasses, elevator, clothes dryer, air condition, armonet, blood plasma bag, lawnmower, lube cup. What are you going to say? Refrigerator? I said the spark plug, stethoscope, thermostat control, traffic light, typewriter, electric lamp bulb. And that's just a few things that just was, was invented here in America. That's not all that African Americans made invented in America. Are not the different medical things that came from China, Africa, and the different inventions of how to make molds and how to bend different oils and steels and make different spears and other things. All this stuff came from Africa. How to build a high-rise building, four-story building, five thousand years ago. All this came from Africa. So 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 it's it's um it's, it's um of the impression until we as a people c- 
come forth and give up to all this crazy partying and start focusing on the next generation and teach them. Go forward. They got what critical, critical history. Whites have already said they're not going to allow critical history, critical history to be taught simply because they say it will make white kids have a low, low impression of themselves or feel bad about themselves. Well, for 400 years, you did it to us, but now you say that Timmy shouldn't feel low about himself. So that's another strike of white supremacy. You don't want to say Columbus didn't discover America. You don't want to tell your children that you came and you stole a country from people and did a genocide, killed so many million people. You're not saying how many people died in the Middle Passage and how bad African-Americans treated. And you're not going to tell them the truth that 60% of the imports, I mean the exports that left America and made the finances from America came from the South with cotton, sugar, indigo, tobacco, things like that. That's what built America. So uh, it's so much that we need to get to our children. And we we just so lazy. We come home, we don't want to pick a book up. And it's been said that if you want to hide something from a black person, just put it in a book. And guess mm-hmm. what? You may be the smartest person in the world, but you've been taught that you're dumb. They told the slave that, that, that old master said, I'm, I'm dumb. I was dumb. And then, you know, they told the man, think it in his heart, biblical. So is he. If you say something long enough to a child, call that child dumb, sooner or later that child begins to think he's dumb. See, a, 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 a mouth, a tongue could say a lot of things and could call the kid to commit suicide. So many things that we need to, to correct. And the first thing is accepting that we are from Africa, accepting that this is not our culture, that we're trying to fit in another person's world, another person's culture, and this race of people is never going to really respect us or treat us fairly because they are afraid of you. That's what I would tell you. They are afraid of you because they know who you are. They know that you you are smart as them and you could do anything they do. You two to one, you could do it better. They know it until we start realizing it and moving forward. And tell our children, stop right on there talking about you a G and you cool and you're going to sell dope and you're going to do these things and let them know. And nothing cool about going to penitentiary. You're a fool. Mm. I'm a man because you've been to prison. That means you're a man. Where you get that from? A man have his family, take care of his wife, his children, and he look out and he try to raise his children in the right manner. You can't raise a kid you're in prison. So it, there's so many things that, that go along with that that I think that uh, that really needs to be corrected, and uh, education is the key. You know, once you 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 can't enslave an educated man. Once you educate that man about himself. Now wait a minute. Let me correct that. Now, you cannot enslave a person that's educated and know his self worth, who he is, and accept who he is, and not try to be somebody he's not, and not try to be somebody of another race, but concentrate on who he is and be proud of himself then we can move forward. once we take that 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 step to go inward and know who we are and who's well this is something you always say 
We need to know who we are and who we are. And we need to continue to trust in God. But God told us you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. And that we need to act for wisdom. And, you know, and not that it's going to fall out of the sky, but he put these books and everything else for, for us to learn from. Amen. I, I guess that's about it, what I would have to say. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I'm going to open up the lines. Uh, God bless you. Uh, the lines are open. If you have any questions uh, for Dr. Kemp, uh, feel free to ask uh, those that are on the line right now. Uh, your microphones are on. If you would like to talk to Dr. Kemp uh, with a question, a statement, a comment, or anything, you're live on the air with History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. God bless you. All right. Well, thank you all for calling in and uh, staying on and listening to the show. We pray that something was said that educated you on who you are. Thank you. All right, Pastor, back to you, sir. Hey, man, uh, again, um, I'd like just like to say the only dumb question is one night after those who tuned in, I pray it was something said, something done. And this history talk that gave you more knowledge of who you are, white life originated from, and that you are someone, and that God loves you. You're God masterpiece of his creation. And that we have nothing to be shamed about. We are those people who God put here first. And everybody came from us as a mutation. And I just want us to learn to accept that and who we are. And I, I thank God for you tuning in. I thank God for Pastor William for allowing us to come on and share all the different ministries he has to come on there and share with uh, those and uh, share with them and let them know that we are somebody because it's not enough. It's not, it's, it, it, Reverend William is doing this, but this is not going out enough. Look like we are afraid to say things in the front of our, our whites. We're afraid to tell the truth mm. in the front of them. We're afraid to bring up things in the front of my head. A, a young a gentleman that he says, if I'm sitting down talking about uh, some of the things that I'm discussing with you, if a white person come up, I suppose he think that I should not say anything because I'm, I am offending white people for what I say. They should be offended for not teaching this in school, but they are not. Mm-hmm. But why should I be, why should I shut my mouth and don't say anything like I'm, I'm afraid of them, like this is in the 1800s or the 20s or the 50s? No, you have the wrong man. I'm going to say what I have to say. You know, uh, I'm of the modern opinion of Martin Luther King. I'm, I'm going to speak. Now, if you don't like it, that's your business. You know, whatever you feel, that's your business. But we 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 have to get off of that, saying that uh, when uh, white folk come around us, we 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 scared to say what we're saying. No, say it. You have a freedom of speech, and you're a grown man. You're not enslaved. Us 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 hurting boss or yourself. No, that those days are over. No, you 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 know, 
you was low down and say you was low down. If they were low down, call them low down. Say it's low down. Say you raped my people. Say, say the truth. You killed us. You whipped us. You sodomized us. Say it. Because mm. mm. that hurt their feeling because you say that. It hurt me to think about what 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 what, what African Americans going through and still going through because you're still killing us. I'm still hearing about about, about about state police and other police still beating us up, beating females, hitting females, and all black females. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm going to keep my mouth shut? Oh, no. The more you tell me to shut up, that's the louder I will scream. But we are someone, and we need to uh, realize that. I, and, again, I thank everyone who tuned in tonight. God bless you. I'm just elated to have you tuning in. And, again, I pray it's been a blessing. Uh, again, I take my hat off, and I salute Pastor Williams, a true man of God, but he's also a man that have a love for his people. And he know who he's for. He know he's for, and he know who he serves. And so that's that's great. So we're gonna uh, do a prayer and uh, leave everyone. And I pray that we pass on some of the information that we have, so that our children will feel better about themselves. And I, I want to say thank you again, Heavenly Father. We come in the name of Jesus, Father. We come asking Lord that you would bless us. Lord, we come asking, Lord, that you would forgive us. And, Father, we come, Lord, saying that, Lord, that we hope is something that we said or done that will give us more knowledge of your holy word and draw us closer to you. We thank you, Lord God, for all the manifold blessings you've given, past, present, and future. Lord, we ask asking for forgiveness of sin that we're committed by omission or commission. Lord, now, Lord, we pray, Lord, that as we go along this Christian journey, that you will be ever present with us and build us up where we're torn down, strengthen us, Lord, where we're weak. You know what, Lord, we stand in need of. Lord, there are so many people suffering and dying from COVID-19, Lord. Help them, Lord. Touch a weeping heart. We're just losing so many people to this pandemic, Lord, but I ask that you would, would be there, a leaning post, Lord, a leaning tower for those who are losing loved ones, Lord, and stand up, Lord, and, and give us more uh, more information that people will go out and run and try to get the vaccination. Give us more information so we can help one or another out. But most of all, Lord, let the love of God permeate in every hill, every mountain, every crevice of this world. And let us always know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. Bless this breaking chain uh, station, Lord. And, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would put your strong arm of protection around Reverend William and his family, Lord. Keep them in your keeping care, Lord. And, Lord, bind them together so close that they can't fall for holding one another up. Now, Lord, as we begin to leave this radio station, we pray that we never leave far from your prayer presence. May the grace of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, with the love of God and the sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest in the Bible with us, henceforth and forevermore. 
And God children said, Amen, Amen. God amen. bless you. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor. And there's nothing no one ever could do about it. God bless you. Good night and much love. <laughs> People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. People, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being shot and hearted. Why you hating me? I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be. like a bee. Grow with one another. Living happily. But you hurt me. Lying from Zion, I am a king, and you're a queen. We'll make it through it all, no matter what the cost. We're family, yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain and rain and all the suffering by To say. Have, a to say. Have a peaceful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost, we're family. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through the pain and rain and all the trouble by
thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family. family.